I am. The two most important words in the English language. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. So who are you? What are you? What do you want to be? Prolific. A college president. A founder. Fashion designer! This show is meant for those who push the status quo. The ones who do the unconventional. Those with a dream. Those chasing down that victory lap. This is the I Am Morning Show. Good morning, DMB. Good morning, USA. Good morning, world. Good morning, Mighty Mouse. Morning. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Welcome to the I Am Morning Show. I am your host, Alfonso McCree Jr., and uh, I'm so glad to have you guys back for the second ever episode of the I Am Morning Show. Just a quick shout out real quick to my boy John Cena. I'm wearing the throwback Word Life shirt. Um, old school wrestling fan, real old school wrestling fan. You, you, remember, you remember those days, Mighty Mouse? You remember those days, man. Basic Thugonomics. Say what? John Cena. John Cena. Look, guys, we have a great show for you guys today. I'm so happy that you guys tuned in. For everybody who tuned in yesterday, one of the best days of my life, the first ever show uh, in the I Am Morning Show series, and um, it, it was a blast. It was perfect. It was everything that I wanted it to be. We had technical difficulties, but we, we pushed through them, right, Mighty Mouse? We always do. We always do. And now I have Mighty Mouse actually hooked up with a mic because you guys couldn't hear him yesterday. Mighty Mouse, let him hear that microphone. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Mighty All Mouse, right. Doing? Let's go. <laughs> That's my producer, Mighty Mouse. He's the one that makes all this happen for me. As you can see, we have a brand new banner in the back with an updated headshot of your boy. Looking good. Just like that. Today, man, today, today is a great day. Today is 11 August 2020 and yes we are still in the middle of a pandemic we're still in the middle of civil unrest but guess what there is always hope there's always hope because you are an individual your life is different than everybody else's and you still have the power over it ain't that right mighty mouse yeah come on you gotta be on that mic mighty mouse yeah <laughs> today today i wanted to talk to you guys about chasing dreams over over money, but before we get into any of that, before we get into any of that, we got to go over our good news for the day. So let me pull that up. Let me give you guys the good news of the day. So in today's good news, I have a, I have a, uh, I have a few articles actually uh, that I ended up um, finding, and they they made me really happy. I was I was really happy to see them. Um, like as I as I said yesterday, in this in this world, we. We're surrounded by bad news. We're fed bad news all the time. But there's a lot of great stuff going on in this world even still. And I think I found about four great articles uh, to share with you guys today. So to start things off, in Namibia, it's a, uh, I believe it's an African nation, southern African nation, rhino poaching has fallen 
by more than 60%. This is according to Al Jazeera. So rhino poaching fell 63% year on year in Namibia, the Ministry of Environment and Tourism has said, citing intensified intelligence operations by authorities and tougher sentences and fines for poachers. So what they've basically done is they've taken the fine for hunting uh, these rhinos. It used to be about like 13,000. Now, hey, Mighty Mouse, take a guess, take a guess at uh, what it is now. Mm, higher or lower? It's higher. It's much, much higher. 100,000? So close. It's actually, uh, it's actually uh, 1.8 million American dollars. If you get caught hunting one of these rhinos, it is a fine of $1.8 million. Quick shout out to, uh, to Carolyn Millett, the, the mother of my, my dearest friend, Robert Millett. Came and saw all of us in Italy. We had a great time. Great to see you. Thank you for commenting. My wife, of course, is already up on Nizo Journeys, leaving the comments, leaving the likes, showing the love and support. I posted something on my story today. Actually, I was like, uh, it was a quote. It was like, man, never leave, never leave your woman out of anything. When you're trying to build something, you can't, you can't leave your woman out of it. And, and uh, Lena's been with me on this ride the entire way. So much appreciation to her. Shout out to her. Good morning, honey. How you doing? Uh, and of course, you can't do it without Mighty Mouse, right? Yeah. <laughs> so great news out of, uh, out of Southern Africa that rhino poaching is falling due to stricter fines. Oh, also, uh, prison sentences for poaching have risen uh, to 25 years from 20 years. There was previously a 20-year pr prison sentence if you got caught doing it. Now it's 25 years. So five more years. Doesn't really sound like that much. But that 1.8 million American dollars, that's a lot. Because it used to be 13,431 American dollars. Like, that's, that's pretty steep. Bro, do you have a, you got 1.8 million dollars lying around? And Grand Theft. Oh, yeah, me too. You got, you got 25 years to spare? Nah. Yeah, we might as well not go rhino poaching then. It's not going to end well for us. Next news story of the day. How many drinkers do I have in, uh, in my comment section? You know, I've, I've, uh, I've turned into one. Not a heavy drinker, not an alcoholic, but I've turned into a drink. I used to not drink at all. Now, like, you know, sipping on wine or, you know, uh, tequila is my favorite, obviously. My wife knows that. Yes, Mighty Mouse. Yes, tequila. I'm a grown man. I got hair on my chest. Well, not literally, but you know what I'm saying? You know how the saying goes. Look. <laughs> Look, man. Uh, actually, yesterday I was, I, was, uh, I was celebrating. I was celebrating hard, you know, back in my place. And, um, you know, I got through about half, half a bottle of uh, Taylor Port and... Still went to bed sober, Mighty Mouse. How that's an accomplishment, right? Damn. Yeah, that's an accomplishment, bro. Look, I say all this to say Australia, Australia has done an amazing job of turning uh, something that we all love into renewable energy. Now check this out, Mighty Mouse. Are you listening to this one? Liquid gold, stale beer. Stale beer has been turned into renewable energy in Australia. This is according to Euro News. So basically, due, due to this pandemic, uh, if you've ever been to Europe, 
Or if you ever seen Europeans, they, they are some of the heaviest beer drinkers I've ever seen in my life, man. I've never seen anything like it. I thought Americans uh, drank a lot. These Europeans drink, and then they go drive, and they drive as if they're sober. They drive better than some sober Americans when they're drunk. It's crazy. Uh, so these, these Australians, um, who aren't Europeans, obviously, they're Australians, but I'm just saying. Um, these Australians, they've, they've been able to turn a stale beer that's gone to waste because of the pandemic. Everything's been on lockdown. You know, the bars have been closed and things like that. They haven't really been able to serve any alcohol or anything. They've been able to turn all of that old beer that's gone to waste into renewable energy. So millions of liters of beer have been lying stale in Australia's pubs and clubs amid the coronavirus pandemic. But rather than let it all go to waste, the expired beer is being converted into renewable energy to help power a wastewater treatment plant. Turning beer into energy isn't as complicated as you might think. The beer biodegrades under high temperatures in large digester tanks using natural bacterial processes which release biogas. This biogas, in turn, generates electricity. That's amazing stuff. That, that's crazy. That's cr Mind the mouse, you got any beer we can donate to Australia? Um, I don't drink. <sighs> what a child. Um, wow. the, waste <laughs> the wastewater plant has been repurposing 150,000 liters of expired beer every week, enough to power 1,200 houses in total. As a result, the plant has seen renewable energy generation boosted to 654 megawatt hours in a single month. That's incredible. I don't understand that metric very much, but I know that's a high number. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Like, that's, that's some serious stuff, Mighty Mouse. Like, how, how, do you turn, how do you turn beer into electricity? Hashtag stay woke. Are, are, are you? Let me, let me ask you, Mighty Mouse. Are you, are you one of those, like, scientific types? Not really. No? So, you, so if I asked you, like, what is electricity? How does it work? You probably wouldn't be able to give me a, a good answer on that, would you? I would have been like, um, Google.com explains it way better than I would. Okay. If, if anybody can leave in the comment section for me, I'll be watching. Somebody just leave in the comment section for me. What does electricity come from? Like, how, how on earth would they turn beer into electricity? Can somebody, uh, somebody in the comment section... Do a little bit of research for me, figure that out for me, and then, um, you know, just, le just let me know. Please. I'd really appreciate it. That's according to Euronews, though. Big ups to Australia for doing that. That's some impressive stuff, man. That really is, and that's some great news because a lot of times we do let a lot of food and stuff go to waste. Um, now, usually my, my quick solution is, like, you know, you, you, you have food at a restaurant that you couldn't sell. You give it, go, go feed the homeless with it, you know what I mean? Uh, but to turn it into electricity, beer at that, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty crazy. Uh, now, I hope that these bars and stuff are getting compensated for this beer. Um, I don't remember reading that in the article, but I, I hope that my wife said it's like the watermelon to electricity science fair project. Yeah, but I don't remember that. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, hope, I hope that these bars and, and pubs are getting uh, compensated for all this beer because obviously they bought it. You know what I mean? Like they, can't, they, don't, they don't get their beer for free. Um, 
you know, for them to donate it like that, I hope they at least got some type of compensation for it. But regardless of it, I mean, I guess long-term compensation is a good thing in the, in this situation. You know what I mean, Mighty Mouse? Like, they, they've been able to maybe set up future generations for cleaner um, and more, you know, efficient energy. So maybe it, it will pay off in a big way in the future. Right, right. You know, I'm sure that's what they said to them while they were taking the beer for free, if they did that. <laughs> so that's it for that news article next news article we got more animals y'all remember yesterday i was going on and on and on about penguins right and then mighty mouse after the show decided to play the happy feet music for me and i was in here dancing with my son we were celebrating it was the first day that i am mourning the show and <laughs> mighty mouse you're a fool man all right so um i have more good news on the animal front um, tiger populations increase across six countries, offering new hope for the iconic species. So, if I have any uh, fans of tigers here, obviously they're they're like some of the most gorgeous animals ever. I don't know if anybody in the comment section has seen one up close, um, but they they are like really really amazing. And uh, for a while, they were thought to have been you know beginning to go extinct. Um, now it seems that the tiger populations are rising once again, which is great news. So for the first time in four years, new tigers have been documented in the region of Western Thailand. Thailand's Department of National Parks, Wildlife and Plant Conservation teamed up with the Global Wildcat Conservation Organization, Panthera, yeah, Panthera, and the Zoological Society of London to monitor wildlife in Western Thailand. The monitoring efforts are paying off. Remote camera traps captured several tigers roaming at night throughout the region. And the sightings are significant because the population density is so low, they cannot be estimated reliably, says Panther. These sightings are extremely encouraging for the future of tigers in our country and beyond, said Doctor. And I had to look up how to pronounce this name because it's crazy. Uh, Saxit Simurong. Saxit Senyorom, I, I believe that's how you pronounce his first name, Saxit, and then last name Senyorom. He's a doctor. Uh, he's the chief of wildlife research division for DMP. In addition to Thailand, wild tiger populations are on the rise in several countries, including Bhutan, China, Russia, Nepal, and India. They've also reported an increase of tigers in their regions. And tiger populations have nearly doubled in Bhutan and Nepal. So that, that is fantastic news. We feel like we've been killing the earth for years and years and years now. Um, but I've always felt like there's some type of semblance of, of hope that goes along with this type of stuff. And it seems to me as though, um, you know, maybe there is a lot of hope for the future, especially when it comes to these species of animals. But... We go into a longer discussion about that. I've had, I've had discussions at, at work about this type of stuff when I was still in the Air Force. And, like, a lot, of people, um, a lot of people got where I was coming from when I was like, you know, species go extinct all the time. Like, if you look throughout history, plenty of uh, animals have gone extinct. But new ones are, like, made all the time. And uh, they, they're discovered by these, you know, zoologists and you know, these, these scientists, these environmental scientists and stuff, and uh, they, end up, they end up finding new species that just pop out of nowhere. So uh, even, if, even if tigers did go ex uh, extinct, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they started popping up in a, 
some some new type of species, some like super tiger, you know, what I'm like a, a tiger that can fly or something, Mighty Mouse. You know what I'm saying? One with bigger one, one with bigger fangs and teeth and stuff. A tiger that can fly. A tiger that can fly. How scary would that be? I'm going the other way. You're you're run you're running from the danger. If I can't teleport, yep. Your name is Mighty Mouse. You're supposed to be like, you know, a superhero. You know what I mean? And I also have a brain to know when I don't want the smoke. Okay. Oh, so that's part of your power is like your ability to like, you know, critically think. Yep. Okay. All right, Mighty Mouse. Well, that's great news. Like I reported on yesterday, penguin colonies are on the rise in Antarctica, and now we see tiger populations are on the rise once again in about six different countries. This is phenomenal news, and I'm happy that I could bring it to you. Um, unfortunately, for this one, I forgot to cite the source for this one. But I believe it was The Guardian, if, I'm, uh, if I remember correctly. But I could be wrong. Uh, but I'll make sure that I'm on top of that tomorrow. Now, our last news article of the day for the good news in the morning. Coronavirus. I eventually had to get to this, right? Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Look, I can't, I can't keep ignoring the fact that there is a pandemic going on. We have to talk about it. But there is good news coming out of it, not just with Moderna uh, potentially coming out with a vaccine within the next, like, half a year. Um, I, I believe they're in... Are they in stage three of their testing process? Don't uh, don't quote me on that. I uh, yeah, don't quote me either. Yeah, quote quote Mighty Mouse. What? Um, like I I uh, I, I I really I think they're I think they're in stage three. That that's that's I think the last thing that that I read. Um, they were trying to uh, run human trials next. Uh, there's a lot of controversy going on behind that. A lot of the leaders that come out said, test the Africans and stuff. I'm like, come on, man. Like, we're, we're, we're with that again. But anyway, we're focused on good news here. Coronavirus. UK, the United Kingdom, plans millions of antibody tests after trial success. This report is according to The Guardian. So the last one's probably not The Guardian. The last one's probably something else, and I can't remember what it was. Uh, but the UK government is planning to distribute millions of free coronavirus antibody tests after, se after successful secret trials, according to reports. The finger prick tests, which can tell within 20 minutes if a person has ever been exposed to the coronavirus, were found to be 98.6% accurate in human trials held in June, the Daily Telegraph reported. The test was developed by the UK Rapid Test Consortium, a partnership between Oxford University, very, very distinguished uh, institution and leading UK diagnostics firms. So that's pretty good news. Uh, anybody who knows anything about like these coronavirus tests knows that like the test is, it looks really uncomfortable. Mighty Mouse, wouldn't you say like it, it could be a, it could be a form of torture? From what I've seen, yes, but I think it's funny how literally the temperature you say it was 98.6, that it was accurate, but that's literally the perfect temperature you're supposed to be at. Say that one more time at the end. My fault. So you know how, like, when you take your temperature, they say the uh, the main part is 98.6, right? Yeah. And so now this testing that they're doing is 98.6 accurate. Yeah. You didn't get that? Like, come on out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Mighty Mouse, there's hope, okay? 
Okay, we'll see. At the very that. least, there's there's hope for a more comfortable test. I know when, uh, what, what is it? Uh, is it diabetic people? They take the finger prick uh, things? Is it, is it them that do it or is it somebody else? It might be somebody else. I know, well, I think they like a, a needle or something like that. I, 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 I forget. I, I forget exactly. Uh, I forget exactly who does the the finger pricking on the uh, on the regular. Um, it might be diabetes. It might. Be. I, I think I think it's, I think it's people with diabetes. I think that's who does it. So um, instead of sticking a, a whole Q-tip, you know, up your nose, instead they're able to now just prick your finger and test your blood for like the antibodies and stuff like that, which is a much a much more comfortable process. Um, you know, it's still not ideal. Like, nobody really wants to get their finger pricked. But, um, you know, it is, it is what it is. But that's our last news article of the day. Look, guys, if you have any, like, great news that you find, especially here in the local area, and, uh, you know, I'm located in the DMV. Um, so I'm on D.C., Maryland, uh, Virginia people, um, even up in Baltimore, even though, like, a lot of people don't consider them DMV. They're, we're DMV and they're Baltimore. You know, so even though they're in Maryland, you know how that goes, Mighty Mouse. What about Waldorf? Waldorf is like a foreign country, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta take a, a plane out there. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like if if you guys have any like great news articles that you want to send. Uh, my way, send it to the Facebook page or send it to uh, our email, visionaryintentionsca at gmail.com. Visionaryintentions, V-I-S-I-O-N-A-R-Y-I-N-T-E-N-T-I-O-N-S-C-A at gmail.com. Babe, leave that in the comment section for people to see. Um, send, send like your good news articles there, man. You know, I, I found, I found like my, my websites and my sources that, that, distribute like this good news out um did you did you guys know like mighty mouse did you know if you go into like fox 5 and nbc and msn and all those places they have a tab specifically for good news seriously yeah they have, a, they have a tab specifically dedicated to uh to good news and i had no idea fox 5 has a good news tab yeah wow. you you would you would think you would think it's all like apocalyptic news with fox 5 but you know, they actually do have a good news tab. It's crazy. Wow. I couldn't believe it when I was seeing it. I was like, wow. Like, MSN, you know, I can, I can believe it. You know, but Fox 5, I was like, whoa. Y'all report good news? This is crazy. Uh, they, they, they all have a tab. They all have a tab for, for good news. And um, I just discovered it. And that's what distinguishes us from your regular morning show. Uh, we're we're not we're not going to be speaking on like we're not going to be speaking on drama or 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 neighborhood violence or anything like that. This is a show designed to give you hope to start your day off with the highest of vibrations that you can possibly start your day off with. If you start your day off with some negativity, it's going to stick with you for like the rest of the day. And you don't want that. You want an opportunity to start your day off smiling. You want an opportunity to start your day off uh, thinking that there's. A possibility that like a lot of things could go right in your day, and that's that's really really important to give yourself like a little bit of hope uh, for your day and for your future. Because with everything going on, man, 
Mighty Mouse, you already know the deal, man. Like the news, news will have you thinking like an asteroid is about to destroy the earth tomorrow or something. You, how many articles have you seen just scrolling through Facebook talking about, uh, oh, an asteroid is passing by earth. If it strikes, it could destroy the entire planet. And we're like, okay, well, if it happens, it happens. I mean, what, what are you telling us for? What are we going to, are we going to punch the, we're not Superman. We're not going to go up and punch the asteroid and destroy it. Basically tell the asteroid it's on site. <laughs> 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 People are going to be waiting for it downstairs with a baseball bat. Is, is that what they're going to be doing? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what they're going to. So next time you guys see those articles, let, let's just all go to our, our, our city halls and, and just wait for the asteroid to come. And then it's on site as soon as that asteroid strikes, you know, we'll start jumping it. You know, we got to fight back, right? We got to fight back. <laughs> I mean, why else would they be telling us that an asteroid is about to crash down? Like Unless they want us to go and fight it. I mean, that they either want us to go fight it, or they're trying to scare us and put us in a panic, as they always are trying to do. That's not what we're going to try to do here on the I Am Morning Show. We're going to give you that good news that's out there in the world. Like, how, how many... How, like, when you, think, when you think about global warming, man, like, a, a lot of these news stations will have you believing that, like, Every animal's going extinct. You know, every place is exploding, blowing up, all this, all this different type of stuff. Like, um, they'll put you into a panic. But the thing is, there's always going to be something bad going on in the world. But in that same breath, there's always going to be something good going on, going on in the world. The universe is a perfectly balanced thing. There can't be too much of, of one thing. There has to be, uh, there has to be 50% good. There has to be 50% bad. That's just the way that it's always going to be. Now, the question is, what are you going to be? What do you want for yourself, for your life, for your mindset? Do you want a mindset full of positivity? Or would you rather have a mindset that's, that's in a panic, that's, uh, that's fearful every day? Like, what do you want for yourself? Decide that. And... My challenge to you guys is if, if you decide that you want something positive every day, start watching the I Am Morning Show every day. Make this a part of your, your regular routine. Come chill with me and Mighty Mouse. Whoop. Mighty yeah. Mouse, you keep missing your cue, cuz. Look, doing multiple things at once. <laughs> <laughs> One man crew back there. One man crew getting it all done. But, uh, but anyway, um. You know, that, that, that is my challenge to you. If you're tired of seeing all this negativity on the news and stuff, if you really are tired of it, and you're not just saying that because, you know, it's something cool to say, and then you're going to plant yourself right back in front of the TV tomorrow morning and continue to watch negativity on your, on your television screen, continue to be fed fear, tune into the I Am Morning Show. I'm going to feed you hope. I'm going to feed you positivity. Yes, there are bad things going on in the world. I'm not denying that. There always will be. There always has been. But I can tell you one thing. There is a hell of a lot of positive stuff going on in this world today. And I'm going to shine a light on all of it. Because that's how we do right here on the I Am Morning Show. Whoop! Yeah! All right, there we go. He ain't Mrs. Q that time. That's what I'm ah. talking about. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! All right. Look, guys. It is, uh, what time is it? What time is it? It is 829. Uh, Mighty Mouse, we ready to take our first music break? Oh my God, I hate when he says that. <laughs> <laughs> I 
How many minutes you need? I'm good. I can play one. Okay. All right. We're going to take our first music break. This is the I Am Morning Show. Keep it locked. In 1990, Washington, D.C. saw more than 470 homicides, earning it the label murder capital of the U.S. Shit, there you go, right there. Hey, listen, when y'all pull over to the side, I'm going to go in here and rush this dude. When y'all see me rushing, y'all rush in. About 36, give me about 30 seconds and rush the door. He ain't gonna know where he is. What's up with you, man? How you feel, dude? What's going on with you, man? Man, man, man. I gotta tell you about this meeting, my nigga. Oh, yeah, I ain't gonna go. I don't know yet. I'm trying to see. I've been talking to Diamonds the other day, man. I don't know, man. They're doing a little funny shit. I can't really say. Uh-huh. I got a funny feeling that these dudes are feeling that means. So, you already know what it is. Wait for Black to get in there. Give us the signal. Run up in the jump, snatch this nigga up, get this brick, spares out. Hey Joe, get this nigga this money, man. Else he's gonna kill you. I don't got no. I'm gonna take you some money. Just let me. Right, get your ass up. Come on. Get me up. Man. Let's go. Just get me up. I'm gonna take you some money, man.
Welcome back. Welcome back to the I Am Morning Show. It is, what time is it, Mighty Mouse? It is 8.37. It's 8.37 on this beautiful morning. And, um, man, Mighty Mouse, you're killing the game today. You really are. He just showed me how he has to talk into this mic and why he keeps missing his cues. It's because he has to get up and go, like, halfway across the room just to talk into the mic. (laughs) Hey, man, look, I'm doing this for you. I'm just getting you some exercise today, all right? Yep. Mighty Mouse. (laughs) Yep. Oh, my God. (laughs) Look, somebody in the comment section, my wife to be exact, 
said we should uh we should make a t-shirt for Mighty Mouse uh that says sure on it. Sure. Look, Mighty Mouse, we gotta make you some money, man. Alright? We need I am shirts, okay? We need Mighty Mouse shirts. We need all this stuff. Like this is essential. This is essential. Let's get to today's topic, man. Chasing dreams over money. Chasing dreams over money. Guys, this is like one of my biggest things. This this is really one of my biggest things. Um Hey Mighty Mouse, do me a favor, man. I uh I believe I put a video on that hard drive for you. Um called Chasing Dreams Over Money. And um it's a clip of me on my um uh, my, my old podcast, the Schizo Podcast. I forgot to tell you about that before um but before the show started, but um Say what? You're welcome. Much love to Mighty Mouse. Do you see it though? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, continue uh, with the conversation until you're ready. Let me know whenever you're ready. Um, but yet, like this is this has been a big topic for me uh, for for a long time now. Um, this this clip that uh, that we can hopefully show you in a little bit. It's from me back like last September, 15 September 2019, almost almost a year ago. Uh, I was talking about this stuff, and I was like, "Man, like I could continue to chase the money, the paychecks, things like that, or I could just go after what I actually wanted to do, take a chance on myself, understand that like I have the." Not only the talent, but the drive and determination to get anything done that I want to get done. And I had to look myself in the mirror and be like, you know what? What do you what do you really want for your life? And above all, I just I wanted to be happy with what I was doing every day. I wanted to be happy. Um, not only successful, not only wealthy, but also the happiest form of myself that was that was extremely important to me and i knew that what i was doing at the present time wasn't what i wanted to do in the long term uh it just it just wasn't for me so i had to make i had to make a hard decision you know of course i had a baby you know zane was born at the time um, I had to look at him and be like, well, you know, I have to secure your future. You need health care. You need college tuition. You need all this stuff. And I was like, do I really want to chance all that and, you know, maybe end up coming out empty-handed? Uh, and then what I realized is that once I changed my mindset and I was like, I was like, you know what? Um if I continue to believe that there's a possibility that I can fail and not achieve what I'm trying to go after, then I will fail and not achieve what I'm trying to go after. But when you have a mindset and a drive and a, and a level of confidence that says, no matter what, I'm not failing what I'm doing, then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden you end up in a situation where you can't fail. You can, you can have like your roadblocks and your stumbles along the way, 
when it comes to your ultimate goal, you're not going to fail because you're too determined. You believe in yourself too much to fail at what you're doing. And that's, that's, really, that's really important, guys. Like, seriously, that, that's really important to have that correct mindset. Um, I'll have Mighty Mouse cue the video whenever we're ready for it. But just to take you guys on a little bit of the journey that went on with this, you know, I had gone to, I had gone to the career advisor's office and everything. I was like, okay, like, what are my options for cross training? How do I cross train? Because I was like, well, maybe I'll be happier if I just go do a different job. Yeah, I thought that. Just basically, I, I was a maintainer. I thought that being a maintainer was just not, you know, what I wanted to do. I just, you know, needed to do something else in the military. Um, and then. You know, eventually, you know, through conversations with my wife and, you know, conversations with myself and the work that I was putting in with my podcast, I realized, like, no, I, I, I cannot, I can't stay in. Because everybody has a different path. There's people who are meant to go into the military and become officers or become, you know, chief master sergeants and things like that, like, they're, they're, meant, they're meant to do those types of things. That wasn't me. And I could feel that from the very beginning, as soon as I like actually got to my first base, I was like, this right here, this, this ain't it. This ain't it. And, I, and you know what? The craziest thing is I met such amazing people along the way, had such amazing experiences along the way, learned so much valuable information, at the end of the day, while I was doing that, I wasn't happy every day. I wasn't, I wasn't waking up every day excited to go to work. I got up at 5.57 today before my alarm even went off, and I was pumped. I was ready to come in here and get this show started. Um, and it got to the point, man. Like, Mighty Mouse, I know you've been there, dude. I know everybody in the comment section has been there, too, you know, you're sleeping, and you're like, you know, I'm really suspicious. My alarm hasn't gone off yet. What's going on? I see a little bit, a little bit of sunlight creeping through the blinds. What's going on? Am I late? And then I wake up. You know, I get up out of the bed, and I check my phone, and it's only 5.57. I set my alarm for 6.15. It's only 5.57, and I'm up, and I'm pumped, and I'm ready to go. Now, when I was serving in the military... Like 5.45 came around, that was, that was my alarm. I had to be at work by, uh, by 7. 5.45 came around, I was snoozing that thing until like 6.15. And in that picture there, you'll see uh, my favorite commander that I ever had, Lupe Gutierrez. That, that is my man right there. That is my man. He's taken care of me since day one. So the first day I met him and told him my name, this man was looking out for me. Um, that, that's, he's the type of leader that you want to have, you know, over you. If you have anybody leading you, anybody in charge of you, you want it to be somebody like that, somebody who cares about their people and somebody who still gets the mission done. See, a lot of people, it's either one or the other. They're either really good at caring about their people or they're really good at, at taking care of like the mission, the job. And then there's those select few who are like the elite leaders that can do both at the same time 
and he was one of them. Uh, and he still is. I believe he's out in New Mexico right now. Um, I don't know what squadron he's uh, he's in um, command of right now, but yeah, he's he's dope. He is dope, man. That, that's my man right there. Um, so uh, where was I? When I was getting up every morning for work, my back was hurting. I was like, I don't feel like doing this. I'm putting on these heavy boots every day, steel toe, so they got extra weight on them. And I'm going into work, and I'm standing at roll call. My back hurts. And I'm waiting for roll call to be over so I can sit down or go crack my back or something. And, you know, I'm checking out tools and chemicals and stuff to people. And then I'm going and lifting heavy boxes. And then I'm driving stuff around the base and all this different type of stuff. Like, the repetition of it got really old. And then, like, I felt like a small fish in a big pond, which for somebody like me, man, like I'm just, I'm just being straight up. I have a pretty big ego. So that, that typically doesn't really work for me. Um, I, I, I struggle, I struggle to just like blend in, you know, like I've always felt like I had a bigger calling, a bigger purpose. And that's what would make me, you know, genuinely happy. And I didn't feel like I was getting that in the Air Force. Um, and that's just, you know, that's just me personally. I didn't feel like I was getting that in the Air Force, unfortunately. Um, and Mighty Mouse is in that. It should be in that first folder. If it's not, then, you know, we'll play it after the uh, next commercial. Don't worry about it. Um, what we will do is take, we'll take one more music break in five minutes, get some things worked out. Um, but before that, let me continue. Um, it just, it just wasn't for me. So I had a choice. I was like, okay, well, am I going to chase the happiness, right? Which is me getting out here and doing something like this, right? Or am I going to chase the money, the security, the 20-year retirement that everybody talks about, the free health care, free housing, you know, traveling the world and all, all that stuff. I did all of that. You know, I started off stationed in South Carolina. Then I went to South Korea. Then I went to Italy. Me and my wife traveled all over to London, Croatia, Slovenia, North Italy, South Italy. Like, we went, we went a lot of places. We traveled a lot. We saw a lot. We ate a lot of great food and stuff. But guess what? My back hurt that next Monday when I went to work. And, you know, th there's, there's this song, Everybody's Working for the Weekend, right, Mighty Mouse? Yep. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody's working for the weekend, right? But what if you had a career where you look forward to coming in on Monday? Where, like, every day felt the same. Every, ever since I got home, every day has felt the same to me. Like, I'll be like, oh, it's, it's Friday already? I wasn't really thinking about it too hard this week. So I didn't really notice that Friday had already come around. It's pretty crazy. I never felt like that in the military. I was like, man, dude, okay. It's Tuesday, which means I just got to get through eight hours, and I got three more eight-hour shifts, which is 24 hours, which is technically just one day. So if I struggle through one day, I'll be at the weekend. 
And then, you know, Mighty Mouse, I, I used to do this thing every Friday. Every Friday. I would go to my coworkers, right? And I, I was a jerk for doing this, man. I really was. I would go to my coworkers. And I'd be like, hey, Mighty Mouse, it's Friday today. You know what that means? That means it's almost Monday. And they would hate me for it. Whose hands is this? They would absolutely hate me for it. They would hate me. They would absolutely hate me. Um, but that's just how I felt. I was like, man, the weekends don't really last very long. Like, it's only two days. Mostly just three. Sometimes you get the four. But those come around, like, seldomly. So it's like you're, you're working for five days a week doing something that you don't like and then trying to use those two days that you're given in order to do stuff that you do like. And then working in the military, especially as a maintainer, sometimes you have weekend duty. Where you come in, you work a 12-hour shift or something, short-notice deployments, short-notice TDYs, all these different type of, types of stuff um, that just didn't fit me as a person. Now, I've seen plenty of people who, who love it. It really is for some people. And it's, it's, it's just not for other people. And that's okay. You know, it, it is a secure job. You do get free health care. You do get free housing. Um, you do get a 20-year retirement. You could just work for 20 years and retire. That's not really a thing in the civilian workforce. In the civilian workforce, you really got to work till you're like 65 or something like that. And then you get your chance at retirement. My grandmother just retired. Like, just retired. I'm 25 years old, and my grandmother just retired, like, two or three years ago. That's unbelievable. That really is, because that means you really are working all your life, right? And in the military, it gives you the opportunity to not. Um, my wife made a comment. She said, someone could be the biggest well-known scientist in the world, but if it isn't their purpose, they will feel small and always look for more. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I, think, I think a common misconception, right, when, when people talk to people like me and they're like, uh, they're like you know, they hear from me, oh, you should, be, you should be chasing after something bigger, you know, your passion and stuff. I think they automatically think, that what we mean is you need to be chasing after something that will make you rich and wealthy and famous and successful. That's not what that means. Here at the I Am Morning Show, we are going to consistently preach the fact that you should be chasing after happiness. Happiness. Whatever makes you happy. Chase after happiness. Happiness. Etch that word into your mind. Figure out what that means for you. If that means all you want to do, I spoke on this yesterday, man. I spoke on you yesterday. I told the story about, uh, about the guy that I met that was cousins with Jordy Nelson, my favorite football player. And how Jordy, like, right before he got drafted, was like, you know what? I think it would make me more happy if I was just chilling on this farm, not playing football for millions of dollars in front of thousands of fans. That just goes to show you money does not mean happiness for everybody. Money... Having a lot of money is sometimes a stressor for some people. Some people just want to have enough money to be comfortable, have all their bills paid, and that's it. They just want to chill after that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Does that make you happy? If the answer is yes, 
do that. If working a corporate job makes you happy, do that. If working at the post office makes you happy, do that. If going after something huge, if that makes you happy, do that. But don't chase the money. See, when you chase your passion, the money will always follow. When you chase your passion, the money will always follow. One more time. When you chase your passion, the money will always follow. Bars. It has no choice. It has no choice. Chase your passion, and the money will follow. Monty Mouse, we got a, uh, we got a music break queued up. All right. We're going to take a quick music break. We'll be right back on the I Am Morning Show. Keep it locked. i 
September 15th, exactly 365 days from today, I will be separated from the United States military. What does that mean for me? Well, today's topic is, should we choose a career based off of money or should we follow the dreams that, that we've set since we were little, since, you know, since we've learned how to dream, like those, those dreams that people tell us, oh, that's not a safe option. You should probably get a real job, right? Let's talk about it, man, because I think a lot of you are in the same predicament that I'm in right now. So a lot of you are maybe in the military thinking about reenlisting. A lot of you are maybe uh, in the real world and 
you got this real wild idea, right? But you love your nine to five job because it's steady income, right? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the I Am Morning Show. Good morning. What you just saw was an old clip from a year ago, September 15th, 2019, of the Schizo podcast that I was putting together in my own living room at my townhouse in Italy. And uh, yeah, humble beginnings, man. I, I, I still looked, I still looked handsome, Mighty Mouse, right? Sure. Okay, he pun- you playing with me now. <laughs> <laughs> you really playing? Okay, you, you got jokes. Anyway, anyway, so as you guys can see, that was a concept that I was really getting into um, about a year ago. Where I was, I was fully coming into the decision that I was going to chase my dreams instead of chasing after uh, money. And once I made that decision, that's when things like started falling into place for me. Um, I wanted to talk about like my plan of execution, right? Because you can say that like you can say that you want to chase you know your dreams and stuff, but you always need a, a solid plan of execution. So this this was my plan. I did not have one. Good plan, right, Mighty Mouse? Oscar winning. Oscar winning plan. Thank you. That was so sweet. Wow. Look. You see the comeback. (laughs) Look, I did not have a plan. I didn't have a plan. Not at first. Not at first. That was until a couple months later when a coworker of mine introduced me to a program that they had going on at the education center. Um, it was called the Skillbridge program. I had no idea about this program before. I didn't know what this program was. I was like, uh, I mean, sure, I'll go, I'll go learn about it. He was like, are you, are you interested in an internship? I was like, uh, I was like, I don't know. Probably not, but I mean, what, what are you talking about? Why? And he was like, uh, he was like, let me show you this program. No, this is how this and this is how weird the universe works, Mighty Mouse. I did not like this dude. Do you understand? You're. I did not like him at all. We did not get along. When I put on staff sergeant, like me and him were going at it because it was like a power struggle. Because he thought it was everybody against him when I was, and I was of the mindset, like, we're a team, man. I'm like, calm down, pretty much. So we didn't get along. But yet, out of all people, out of all people, not, not somebody that I liked, not somebody that, like, I got along with really well. No. Out of all people, him. He was the one who ended up showing me this Skillbridge program. What are the odds of that, dude? Seriously, what are the odds? Because... You usually expect it to come from somebody that you're cool with. You know what I mean? A friend that you have that you know would mention your name in the room full of opportunities, that type of thing. But no, this was like this was like the guy that I liked the least out of everybody in my shop. This guy. He was like, let me show you this internship opportunity. And I'm like, all right, cool. This man shows me. He takes me to the education center on base. He shows me this, uh, this program, introduces me to this guy, and he gives me the guidelines for the uh, internship. And it is the simplest thing. They let you find your own internship. 
you can do it for up to six months uh, at the end of your contract. So the day your contract ends, six months prior to that is when you can start. And you're pretty much a civilian from that point until the very end of your contract. The only way they bring you back is if you get in trouble or if World War III pops off, right? This was the craziest experience ever because I always knew, like, I was like, man, I just want to get back. You know what I mean? Like, if I could get back to the States in April, that would be great. I didn't have a plan for that. My, my contract wasn't up, and it's still not up. It doesn't expire until September. But what I did get the opportunity to do is take part in a program, a program that allows me to lay the groundwork for what I'm doing right now. See, what I got the opportunity to do was still look comfortable, have my bills paid, because they still give you your salary and they give you your housing allowance while you're on this program. Those of you who are in the military and you're thinking about getting out, or even, even when you're about to retire, this is still a program that you can use. So if you're about to retire, you know, you got your, uh, you're coming towards the end of your contract, and you're coming up on like that six month mark, look into, look into the uh, Skillbridge program and get a head start into the civilian world because that's what I was able to do with this program. And because of that, I was able to uh, uh, do a lot of stuff with my boy Brendan. I was able to work with a millionaire that's running for president, most random thing ever. Like we went around downtown all day just filming commercials for, for him because he was running for president. Unfortunately, not a lot of people uh, know that he's running for president, but did, my emails, did you know there's over 100 people running for president? Sounds about right. Yeah, and we only know like two or three of them, and we barely know the third one. Like three in a possible space version. Yeah. Like there's over 100 people running for president. And I guess when you get that much money and you have nothing to do, you just get bored and you just start doing stuff. I mean... Hashtag Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mighty Mouse. Oh, my God. What am I going to do with you? Uh, <laughs> anyway, I got the opportunity to do a lot of great stuff. And then my boy Justin, Justin Walker, we've known each other since, uh, since my days at PG like a year before I came into the military, this guy met me and gave me an opportunity to do play-by-play -play commentary for the, uh, for the men's and women's basketball teams at PG Community College. Amazing experience. Amazing networking, because I'm still friends with a lot of those people that I met at PG, including Brendan. Uh, but Justin invited me into this studio right here. He was like, look, how's your, uh, how's your studio work? I'm like, I'm like uh, I think it's pretty good. Actually, I, th I think my I think I could pick it back up, you know, like it's nothing. Uh, he had to teach me, reteach me a couple things because I forgot about it. I forgot about the pre-focus, Mighty Mouse. I forgot about the pre-focus. I should be ashamed of myself. No, you shouldn't. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, you're right. You're you're right. Uh, real quick, this is a, just a slight break in today's programming. Uh, my grandmother just joined, Priscilla Robinson. If you guys see her in the comments, make sure y'all say hi. Uh, she is a big reason why I'm able to be sitting in this seat today. She's invested in me. She's bailed me out of situations that I didn't know how I was going to get out of. She supported this whole, this whole movement 
all the way through. She calls and she asks me how things are going with this thing. She calls and asks me if I need anything. She bought my monitor at home. She bought my desk. She bought my chair. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that she did not buy for me to help me along in this process. Now, a lot of a lot of people think that like when when people say, "Oh, I did it all by myself." I think I spoke on this yesterday too, Mighty Mouse. When people say, "Oh, I think I did this all by myself," I don't think that people understand what they mean by that. What they mean by that is that they had to earn every single opportunity that they got. Like nobody just gifted them an opportunity. Nobody just gifted them, you know. Uh, their millions of dollars and stuff like that. But every single person who made it had some type of help in some type of form. Don't be afraid on your journey when you're coming up to accept that help. There's nothing wrong with it. You, you sometimes have to put your pride aside. My grandmother gives me the business all the time. She's like, you understand that all you have to do is call me. And I'll sit at my desk, you know, and I, I might be struggling or I might feel like I, I need something. And I just won't ask because of pride, you know what I mean? And I kind of want to get it on my own, right? But what I've had to realize, and I'm still learning it to this day, is that when there's somebody willing and able to help you and they have the purest of intentions, my grandmother doesn't want anything from me but, to, but for me to be successful and take care of my family. When you have somebody like that in your life and they're asking to be able to help you, allow them to help you. You want to know why? Because if you don't allow them to help you, you're blocking their good karma. You're blocking their blessing. Now, that's a big thing that uh, I actually learned in, uh, in church growing up. Um, is that when you reject somebody's help or somebody's favors, and you know, and you know they have the, the best intentions for you, if you continue to say no, you really are blocking their blessing. You're blocking that good karma that can come to them. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to put that good energy out into the universe. And that energy is trying to make its way back to them. But you're blocking them because you're not allowing them to give out that good energy to you. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you have to, you have to be willing to accept the help from people who really, really want to help you. And that, that's, that's super important. That, that's really important. Like, you have to be willing to help. You have to be willing to accept that help from those people who really want to help you. It's a very important thing. If you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for them. Do it for them. Uh, there's times I haven't wanted to ask my grandmother for stuff because I'm like, you just worked like 40 years and retired. Enjoy your money, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to spend it on me. But what I have to realize is that like, she wants to be a part of what I'm doing, what I'm building here because she believes in it just like I believe in it. When you have somebody like that, allow them to help you. Allow them to help you the best way that they can. If they want to, if you if you have a if you're an artist and you have a show, right? And they ask, hey, can I hand out these flyers? Don't say, oh no, don't burden yourself with with handing out my flyers. Say, yes, you can hand out my flyers. Can we go do it together? Do that. You know, if somebody if 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 somebody really supports you and they want to buy your LLC for you. Put your pride aside and allow them to do it. I think a lot of times we, we think like, um, I know this has big, been a big thing for me why I reject help from, from some people is like, I don't want them to feel like I owe them something. But when you have certain people, right? You have certain people where um, you can tell, you can just tell off the jump, everything they're doing is out of genuine 
unconditional love. They don't need anything back from you. They just want to see you bloom. I know a lot of my friends know they get that energy from me. Mighty Mouse, you get that from me? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. There we go. Mighty Mouse is a whole mood. <laughs> Rob and Nyjah, the Millettes, y'all know y'all get that from me every day. And Uncle Guike, oh Guike, oh Faro, Guike Grio, you already know you're going to get that from me to the day I die, man. When somebody gives you that genuine, that genuine love, like, accept it. Really accept it. Embrace it. Because uh, you don't have to feel alone the entire time. You, you, can, you can receive help. It's a good thing. Um, but yeah, had to take that break to acknowledge my grandmother because she, she's, definitely, she's definitely hooked me up since, since day one. Um, I had like a steep financial problem in Italy that just came out of nowhere. Guess who was there to, to help me and save the day? My grandmother. That's who was there. Um, so when you have somebody like that in your life, appreciate that person. Really appreciate that person and accept the help that they're trying to give you because uh, it could be really beneficial not only to you, but to them and the good karma that can come back to them. But anyway, my plan, the Skill Bridge program. And, you know, I came back here. I got this volunteering opportunity in the studio. And I was volunteering every Thursday for Spotlight Over the City with Stan and Terry T. Bomb Long every Thursday, 7 to 8.30 p.m. Make sure y'all tune into that. If you haven't gone and liked Spotlight Over the City's Facebook page, go like their Facebook page. Go tune into the show. It's a whole vibe. It's a whole vibe. Last week, they was cutting up. Stan was on fire last week. That, that, was, that, was the craziest, uh, that was the craziest show that I've been a part of with Spotlight since I've been back. <laughs> that was wild. Uh, but anyway, um, I got the opportunity to volunteer here. And then uh, the studio owner, Denzel, he just ended up seeing my work ethic. He ended up seeing how hard I was going for this. He knew he wasn't paying me for it. But I still showed up here every time, like an hour early, ready to go, ready to get on these cameras. I've only missed like two days since I've been back, since I started volunteering at this studio. And, you know, he saw that. He saw how hard I was going for this without being paid. I remember he said to me, I feel like you would do the exact same thing and nobody was watching. Of course I would. I have a passion for this stuff. Everybody that's in the studio has a passion for this stuff. Mighty Mouse has a passion for this stuff. Yep. <laughs> I keep making them get up. I keep making them get up. Look, I'm sorry, Mighty Mouse, but I have to keep making you get up, okay? The exercise is important, all right? You can't just sit at the desk all day. You know what I mean? You got to get up. You got to get moving. Hashtag, hashtag cardio. Hashtag cardio. <laughs> but I did not have a solid plan when I made that podcast a year ago. I just knew that I wanted to chase after my dreams because my dreams would make me happy. Um, there, there's been some comments in the comment section that have been perfect summarizing this. You can make like all the money in the world, and if you don't feel like you're fulfilling your purpose, you will not be happy. You won't be happy. A lot of these people, they do get rich and famous, and then they end up not being happy. They lose it all, or they lose themselves, or they just go into a hole. It's because the, the way that they got there, it was not their purpose. It wasn't their passion, right? They just did it because that was the way to get to where they thought that they wanted to be. Like, it's, it's more important to actually chase after your passion 
rather than chase after the money. If, if this show does like 2 million viewers and I can just live comfortable, I'd be happy with that, right? Because what I want to do, my passion, my dream for this is this to reach a multitude of people, which is why you guys should share it with your friends right now. If you haven't hit that share button, what are you doing? What are you doing? What? You're going to have me and Mighty Mouse in here slaving, slaving, giving all this free game, giving all this high vibrational information, and you're just not going to share it with your friends? That's messed up, ain't it, Mighty Mouse? Very messed up. Very. Share, share it. Come on. Share it. You do nothing but drop bars. We're, we're going to be coming out with a Mighty Mouse t-shirt very soon. <laughs> very soon. I cannot wait to drop this thing. I can't wait to drop the I Am Morning Show website. That's in the works. The shop is in the works. We got face masks coming, T-shirts, swimsuits, towels, blankets, uh, uh, pillowcases, all types of stuff. And Mighty Mouse's face is going to be on some of that stuff with the word, sure. <laughs> Leave a like in the comments section or tell us if Mighty Mouse should have some merchandise of his own. Look, guys. Um, like I said, I, I didn't have a plan. I did not have a plan until after, um, after I ended up finding that Skillbridge program. Then I had part one of the plan, which was to just get home in April. Other than that, dog, the, here's the thing about plans, man. They have so many asterisks next to them because nothing ever goes according to plan. But that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. Things don't always go according to plan because the world is so unpredictable. Things happen. You know, there's, there's things that I've manifested that I wanted for myself that did not come in the way that I thought it was going to come. They came in like a different, a different way. Um, I think, I, what, what have I asked? Uh, I, yeah, actually, I, one of the things that I wanted was to get home in April. This was before I found out about the uh, Skillbridge program. I wanted to get home in April because that, that was my six-year mark. And I was pretty much over it at that point. My vertebrae in my back was out of line. I was tired every day. I was on the profile. I was tired of wearing those heavy boots. And I just wanted it to be over, finally. And I didn't know how it was going to happen. But I said I wanted to go home in April. And the universe had a funny way of making that happen. See, me in my mind, I was like, ooh, I can get medically discharged because my back is all messed up and they'll have to let me go and then I can get home in April and I can start living my life and all this different type of stuff. And the universe was like, no, 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 no. You're thinking too small. And I'm like, okay. I'm thinking too small. All right, cool. My boy Justin Nicholas just joined the party. Justin Nicholas, what's up, man? That's my that's my day one homie right there. We were black ropes, black ropes in uh in tech school together, marching all around the uh the base. We got third place in that in that uh in that contest when we really should have gotten first. Everybody in the crowd said we should have gotten first, but that's what happens when you have a ten year old girl judging marching movements. Like, what was all that for? What was all that for, Justin? What was all that for? If we, if we were just going to be judged by a 10-year-old, why did we practice three times a week for that competition? We, we, we just should have showed up and just did whatever. Because obviously, it didn't matter anyway. But I digress. Plans don't always go according to plan. 
lot of times, I would say most of the time, they don't go according to plan. I, th I think I remember uh, me, me, my wife, and uh, my boy Ogu, we started a business together recently. And our plan was to work for somebody and um, you know, manage all of their all of their content, their social media, their YouTube page, all that type of stuff. That's that's what our business uh, entails. And we'll still make that happen one day, but we'll probably just, you know, contract people out or whatever. But the thing is we we thought that that was our path. And the universe again was like, No, you're thinking too small. You're thinking too small. You're not supposed to be managing somebody else's stuff. You're supposed to have your own. I was telling y'all yesterday, Ogu got some big plans that I can't share with anybody because nobody will really understand. Nobody will really believe in what he's doing because it's so extraordinary and it's so powerful that it's hard for the average person to really wrap their head around the fact that it can happen. But with us having such powerful dreams and plans and my wife as well with her brand we we are we are in a place where we're not supposed to be managing somebody else's stuff we're supposed to be doing our own and i didn't realize that at first i didn't realize that at all i thought that hey you know we can do somebody else's stuff it's all good we can make time for both the universe was like no just hold off a week later like we tried to schedule meeting after meeting after meeting the meetings kept falling through I'm not a believer in coincidence, so I knew as soon as the meeting started falling through that something, something probably was going to happen in a different way than was originally thought. And I was like, okay, fine. You know, it is what it is. I accepted it. I was okay with that being a reality. I was okay with things not working the way that I envisioned them because I always know that, well, I always know now that when something doesn't work out, usually it's because there's something bigger in store for you. I learned that at a young age growing up in church too. Um, there, there's a lot of things that you're going to want in life that the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, it's too small. The universe has a bigger plan in place for you. The universe has a bigger plan in place for you. You're thinking too small. Whatever your idea is right now, ask yourself, are you hindering yourself? I talked about the, the book Hustlenomics yesterday and the 33 uh, Hustlenomics that were in that book. And one of them that stuck with me was Nipsey um, was asked in an interview what he would have told his younger self. And he said he would have told his younger self you need to have bigger expectations for yourself. Why did he say that? He said that because all the expect expectations that he had for himself came true. Every single last one of them. Everything that he put on his list came true. So he's like, imagine if I would have put something bigger on that list. Imagine if I would have put something astronomical. Instead of, instead of thinking so small, instead of me saying like, okay, you know, I'll just work for somebody else. I'm fine with that. I could just work for somebody else. Imagine if I say, no, people are going to work for me. I'm going to write the checks. I'm going to be the face of the brand. And that's why I had to start telling myself after, after that day, after, after the last meeting fell through, I was like, okay. I was like, there's got to be some type of reason for it, right? And then I thought to myself, I was like, 
And th this was the week, this was one week before uh, Denzel came up to me and offered me this show. Um, I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, these meanings keep falling through. So what, what is it? What is it, God? What is it, universe? What is it that I'm supposed to be doing that is keeping like all these meetings that I keep trying to schedule? Because I, I tried to schedule like five different meetings. Kept getting postponed, kept getting canceled, all types of stuff. I was like, what? What is the end game here? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Boom, popped in my head. Schizo podcast. Oh, snap. Schizo podcast. I should bring that back. I remember there was a time that I wanted to be uh, the face of a, a big radio show, a big television show, something. I had those dreams for myself. I was like, that's it. I can't accomplish that if I'm working on somebody else's stuff full time. That doesn't even make sense. As much as I was planning on charging for that, it would have been nice money, but it wasn't my dream. Right? So when I was actually when I was actually developing the price plan for them, I was like, I was thinking of the price that I wanted to charge. And I was like, nah, that number's too small. Then I thought of another another number. I was like, nah, that's that's still too small. Then I finally settled on a pretty big number that I wanted monthly for doing this stuff for them. And it was still too small of a thought. Why? Because this right here, the I Am Morning Show, is where I was supposed to be. The I Am Morning Show is what's going to take me to that money and beyond, even bigger. Right? But I was thinking too small. Because somebody like me, I'm built different. I'm not supposed to work for somebody else. I'm supposed to have my own. I'm supposed to have my own. Some of you in this comment section right now are supposed to have your own. Who are you working for? What's your actual dream that you're supposed to be chasing right now? Why are you still keeping yourself stuck in that situation? Why are you still questioning whether or not you should go after what you actually want to do? Your job probably doesn't even value you. A lot of you probably get treated like crap by your job every day. A lot of your jobs would fire you just like that if they needed to. I think we're seeing a lot of this with this uh, pandemic. A lot of these corporations have let their regular workers go, but they've kept the executives. They kept the, the CEOs, and of course the, the owner, it's his business. He gets kept, obviously. But that just goes to show you how expendable you really are. If you think that you're that much valued at your job, just wait until they hit a rough patch and they have to get rid of people. They might dump you quicker than you think. Go after your dream. How many of you in this comment section right now are saying to yourself, man, this job pays me well. This job has some nice benefits. But am I actually happy here? No. I dread getting up for work every day. I don't like my coworkers. They're annoying. They're stupid. I always have to do their work for them. How many of you in this comment section, how many of you watching this right now are feeling that same way? How many of you? Ask yourself. Ask yourself. Look yourself in the eye. Look yourself in the mirror, in the eye, and ask yourself, am I looking forward to going into work today? Am I looking forward to pulling up 
this lot, a lot, a lot of you are working from home. I know my military people, y'all still going in, wearing those masks every day in those hot shops on that hot flight line. Ask yourself, is this something that I'm happy getting up and doing every single day? If the answer is no, then you're not chasing your dream right now. You're chasing money. You're chasing what you view as security. Let me tell you what security is. Your happiness, your sanity, that's what security is. Security is the fact that you have a sound mind every single day because you're waking up and you know that you get to do something that you love and get paid for it. How much you get paid for it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. As long as you're living comfortably, your bills are paid, it doesn't matter. Not everybody needs to get rich and famous. There's plenty of local artists in this DMV area that I've seen personally, interviewed on, on Spotlight over the city, that are living comfortable, very comfortable. And they're doing it off of their voices, off of their camera work, off of their acting talent. Uh, they own small businesses. Or maybe even if they work for somebody, it's doing something that they like to do. And they're living comfortable. And I've never heard some of these people's names before. But guess what? It doesn't matter if I know their name. You know why? Because they're happy. They're financially secure. Success to them is what they have in their hand right now. So if you think success means the same thing for everybody, it doesn't. If you think happiness means the same thing for everybody, it doesn't. A lot of these celebrities tell you all the time that being rich and famous ain't all it's cracked up to be. Because a lot of them aren't doing what they love or they're having to compromise themselves. Because when you get that far up, right, there's things, there's people that you have to work with, corporations that are going to want to sign you. And if you sign with them, you might have to do things their way. There's, there's different things that come with everything. The important part is making sure that you're always happy. Somebody that I, I, I admire because of her, her stinginess and her craft and her unwillingness to do anything that does not make her happy is my aunt-in-law, Tani Chapman. Uh, I, I believe we, we, were, we were talking um, on the phone her and my wife were talking on the phone, and she got this opportunity with, with, with a pretty big name. And she doesn't really want to take it because she had an experience prior where the, the company that she was doing something for sort of forced her to do it their way. And she is a, she's an artist, a photographer. You know, like she, artists, artists cannot be forced to do something somebody else's way. That goes against every concept of art. Art is free expression of oneself. So if compromising your happiness is what you have to do to make money off of your art, then you're not doing it right. So shout out to Tani Chapman because she's doing it right. She's doing it right. She's doing the things that make her comfortable. And she's not stepping out of, out of, her, out of herself, out of her element, out of what's true to her. She has stepped out of her comfort zone there's a difference between stepping out of your comfort zone and stepping out what's true to you. But she has stepped out of her comfort zone. But she will not step out of what makes her her. She will not compromise herself, her brand, her image, her reputation to do things somebody, the way somebody else wants her to do them. And I have a lot of respect for that. So in the comment section, really ask, ask yourself, ask yourself, 
Am I doing something that really makes me happy? If not, make a change. Make a change. Life is too short. Life's too short. I could have done the 20 years and still got out and did this, but life's too short. I want my million before I turn 30. That's just me. I don't want to have to wait until I'm 50 to make my first millions. Like Nipsey Hussle said, make a million dollars while you're young. That's what I want to do. I knew in order to do that, I had to start chasing my passion and the money would come to me. Mighty Mouse, we got any music queued up? How many minutes you need, buddy? I can queue up a song right now. Okay. We're going to take a quick music break. We'll be right back. This is the I Am Morning Show. Keep it locked.
Welcome back. Welcome back to the I Am Morning Show. We are almost at the third hour of day two of the I Am Morning Show. Mighty Mouse, thank you so much. You've been producing extremely well, playing the greatest music, which you can find at thisguyq.com. It's the Green Tea Project. Y'all, if you want to raise your vibrations and get some good music for the soul. If you're a Janae Aiko fan, this, this gives me Janae Aiko vibes. This Green Tea Project, it's, it's a special project right there. That song that you were just listening to, my wife is actually on that one. Hey, wifey, you sound good. You sound good. A ain't she good, Mighty Mouse? Ain't she good? Yeah. <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. So uh, I saw a comment in the comment section before we went to break. It said, let's talk about how schools try to uniform us when they should be putting us in specific environments based off our specific talents. Yes, keep the basic classes, but teach kids the way they learn best. That's kind of why I want to homeschool Zane, to be completely honest with you, because I feel like, um, feel like nobody will really understand him as much as me and my wife will. And it's really important to me that he is able to express himself and not have to conform to like how everybody else is, is doing their thing. Because in school, in a lot of schools across the country, of course, you wear a uniform. Everybody takes the same classes. You maybe got like one or two electives, but that's, that's about all you get to really express who you truly are. And I, I, don't, I don't think school really promotes individuality like it should. Um, so that, that's, a, that's a great point that you brought up, because if, if schools did teach individuality, then maybe kids would grow up feeling like they need to chase their dreams instead of chasing after money. I remember, like, man, going through all, all of high school, all it was was you need to go to college, you need to do this, you need to do that. Now, I'm not, not in college. Anybody who went to college and got your degree, salute to you. It just wasn't for me. I did really well my first year of college, too. I, I got, like, a 3.7. I still hated college. I hated school. Like, I, I like learning. But the school environment, the doing homework and all that different type of stuff, that's just not for me. I love to sit down and read a book and learn about something, though. You know, I love to sit down and read a book or maybe get on YouTube and, and learn from somebody smarter than me. There's a saying, there's a saying, Mighty Mouse, it's, I'm brilliant because I know I'm not. When you surround yourself with people or you listen to people who are smarter than you, you become smarter. Read books by people who know more than you you become smarter. Like, these are the things that you have to do. I don't think college is necessary for everybody. I've never felt like that. My boy Kevin Rivera just popped up in here. Kevin Rivera, how you doing, man? Hope you guys are holding things down in Italy like you should. Um, I, I, I feel like college just isn't for everybody. Now, if it is for you, if you know you need that degree to get that job that you want to get, go to school. Stop playing around. Y'all, hey, Mighty Mouse. I know you remember this, man. You a DMV native, of course. You remember those uh, those commercials that come on like um like late night television, and it's that it's that black dude yelling at you about going to school. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> what are you waiting for? Do it right now. Don't do it later. Do it now. If you're a DMV native and you remember that commercial, tell me, because I know y'all remember it. I remember it like it was yesterday. I haven't seen it in like ten years. But I remember that commercial. Um, but if, if, if college is necessary for what you're trying to go after, stop wasting time and go do it. Don't procrastinate. Right. But college wasn't really a thing 
that I needed. Now, my television broadcasting classes, yes, I needed those. Those helped me to learn how to operate these cameras right here and a little bit of how to operate uh, that machinery in the back that Mighty Mouse is such an expert on. Um, expert? Yes, an expert, Mighty Mouse. Are you... It, if you say so. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, you know, college, like all those college courses, all, like doing English and math and all that stuff again, so unnecessary for me to do. Um, I got all A's in one C. The only C I got was in biology because I don't like science. I hate science. I, like all those labs and stuff, I hate it. I, don't, I didn't want anything to do with it. But everything else, I killed it. My math, I got an A. English, got an A. Television broadcasting, A. History of art, A. Like, college wasn't that hard for me. I don't know if it's harder, like, at an actual, uh, at an actual university. But at PG Community College, it was, it, was pretty, it was pretty easy for me. But I say all that to say that, like, everybody's path like I said earlier, is different. Everybody's journey is different. Happiness and success means different things to different people. Some people's uh, happiness and success is them going and getting that degree. My, my version of happiness and success was sitting at this table one day and speaking to you guys every single morning. You know how badly I wanted a morning show, Mighty Mouse? I'm getting fired up just thinking about it. I'm like, I wanted this. I manifested this thing, man. And I manifested an expert producer like Mighty Mouse, right? Yep, get up, get up, go to that mic. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we're putting that on the t-shirt for sure. My wife came up with that idea, by the way. So you're going on a t-shirt, you're getting your headshots done, and we're putting you on a t-shirt that says sure. I need y'all to buy it, though. Support Mighty Mouse, okay? Support Mighty Mouse so he can eat dinner every day, okay? This man is struggling. This man is struggling. Look, um, the, the, last, the last part that I wanted to talk about was my rewards for, you know, for chasing my dreams. And that, that goes hand in hand with what I'm talking about right now, which is, you know, eventually I wanted to be sitting at this table with a producer like Mighty Mouse who, who really cares about what I'm, what I'm trying to put forth here. And me and Mighty Mouse vibe on a high level. As you guys can see, we talk to each other throughout the show. I've always wanted something like that, too. This, this, everything that I envisioned uh, my show being, uh, it didn't happen. You know why? Because it was too small. It was too small. Plans don't go according to plan if your plans are too small. Plans don't go according to plan if your plans are too small. Write that down. Somebody write that in the comment section. Plans don't go according to plan if your plans are too small. It's a serious statement. Because what you have planned, God has something bigger. God has something so much bigger planned. Right? So if you're thinking too small, God's going to be like, no, you're thinking too small. It's not going to happen. Because you're thinking too small. You have to step your game up. You've got to step your game up. I mean that, like seriously, like I want you guys to really think for yourself. You know, even my homies in the military, uh, Kevin Rivera, uh, um, Jerry Davis, Justin Nicholas, 
Um, all you guys that, that, that are watching right now, let me see how many of you guys are watching right now. Yeah. Like, all of you guys, like, I want you to understand, like, think about what your expectations are for your military career. If this is what you want to do, right? Like, Davis, I'm assuming you, you, you want to do that 20 years. Um, that's always, like, the vibe I've gotten from you since, you know, we, we talked about military stuff is that you're, you're good with doing the 20 years. Ask yourself, Davis, ask yourself this question. What are, my, what are my expectations from my military career? What do I think my ceiling is? Are you telling yourself you're good with being a senior master sergeant and then separating? Or are you thinking of just being a master sergeant you know, and retiring? Because if you're thinking that small, God's going to be like, no, nah, bro, you're supposed to be a chief. Chief Davis. Rivera, what's your plans? What are you trying to make happen? Are you trying to stay in? If you are trying to stay in, what's your expectations? If you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, just going to have an enlisted career, you know, call it a day. Nah, thank, thank God wants you to be an officer. God wants you to be in charge of some stuff. I, I, th I think it's important for us to, like, really raise our vibrations. Jerry Davis says, Master Sergeant, then calling it quits. Look, man, if that's your plan good, but don't be surprised if the universe takes that journey to another level. Don't be surprised if you retire as a senior master sergeant. Don't be surprised if you make it to chief, and then all of a sudden you're in, you're in charge of the entire scheduling department. You know what I mean? Don't, don't be surprised, dude. Don't be surprised. A lot of times our expectations are too small. Uh, Rivera said, I'm trying to get into video production. To be honest, that's my big picture in just creating. Well, if that's the case, man, We'll probably link up in a few years once your contract's up. But th these these are the things I'm talking about. Like you have to chase you have to chase your happiness. Like, and I th I think that's that's a really good example of it is that you have situations where some people want to stay in the military or people want to stay in their job. I use the military as the example because that's what I relate to myself and what I'm familiar with. Some people want to make the military an entire career. Some people do not, and some people want to chase after something else. Regardless, and Rivera, I've seen your pictures, bro. You got a lot of talent. You got a lot of talent. Like, I, I'd, be, I'd honestly be a little disappointed if you stayed in and, you know, blessed the world with that talent that you got. Like, you, you, you're something serious. You're the real deal. Um, like, some, some people, happiness is something different to everybody. And it doesn't matter what it is. Just go after what makes you happy. And I keep saying that over and over again when it comes to when it comes to uh when it when it comes to this happiness thing, because like I have I have to stamp that in your head. Like a lot a lot of people get on podcasts and stuff and they tell you like happiness and success, you can only achieve it if you're like owning your own business or you're really rich and really wealthy and you own like ten cars and a huge house. Take it from me, that is not what happiness is. Not for everybody. It is happiness for some people. I wouldn't mind having all that. But, like, what, what, is, what is true happiness to you? Ask yourself that question. Do you just want to have, like, a regular single-family home and you're living comfortably, all your bills are paid? Like, I, I think that's the basis for, like, everybody's true form of happiness. 
that their bills are paid and they don't have like any expenses that they can't cover. And then they have like plenty of spending money left over where they can save or maybe like go shop for themselves and stuff like that. That's typically like the basis of happiness for everybody. Typically. That's like the foundation of it. Then it gets bigger from there. So, so when we focus on that part first, right? We focus on doing something for a career that makes us happy, making sure that it can pay all our bills and give us a little bit of spending money left over after that that we can save or shop for ourselves or anything like that for. That is the basis of happiness in my eyes. That's like my philosophy for basic happiness. Now, if you want supreme happiness, right, then you go after something maybe bigger. You raise your expectations a little bit higher, possibly. You take that next step in whatever it is that you wanted to accomplish. So for me, my first step was actually getting a show at the studio. What's my next step? Taking over the DMV as the biggest show in the DMV. That's step number two. Step number one was getting the show. Step number two was taking over the DMV as the biggest show in this area. What's step number three? The country. Step number four, the world. This is what makes me happy. I'm very goal-oriented. Like, this is what makes me happy, right? So I'm chasing every day after what makes me happy. I'm chasing every day after uh, having enough time, you know, having more time that I'm spending with my family than I am working. It's a very big deal to me. Very, very big deal to me. Uh, the Air Force taught me how to value family time um, very seriously. Because it can be taken from you at any point. At any point, you could get called in. I'm, dude, there, man, we, we, did a, we did a mission out of Aviano where we, um, we went and dropped, I think, some weapons on, on some part of Syria or something. And I just remember having to come in like for these weird shifts, like no notice, just weird shifts, weird skeleton shifts where we were working like really weird hours and it was no notice, but we had to do it. We had to make the mission happen. You know what I mean? And I understood that we had to make the mission happen, so I didn't mind, you know what I'm saying? It, it, was, it was actually a good feeling to finally feel like I was doing something for a purpose rather than just coming in and just doing stuff. But that just goes to show you, man, like, it, that job could literally just take you at any time that it wanted to, and uh, you just, you'd have to do it, you know? And because of that, the value that I place on family time now is such, is such a big thing, because having it taken from you without, you know, you having any say in it, that's a, that's a terrible feeling. I've watched people leave on no notice appointments, leave their kids and their husband behind like right before Christmas. Crazy, right? And that's not to, that's not to like, um, that's not to throw shade at the Air Force, you know what I'm saying? When you have a mission, the mission comes first. We all know what we signed up for when we did that. So I'm not complaining either when I say this stuff, but I'm saying like I, I learned a valuable lesson the Air Force taught me. You know, and that's just another reason why I appreciate my time with the Air Force because it taught me a lot of great lessons, and that was one of them. So now I get to wake up next to my wife and my son every day, come do my morning show for three hours, 
come home by 12 every day, come home by 12 and spend time with my wife and my kid, go outside, play around with the soccer ball, take my pets for a walk and stuff. I have so much time back to myself because I decided to chase after my dream. That was one of my rewards that I got for taking a chance on myself, for understanding that my drive and determination was so great that I cannot possibly fail. And when you know that you can't possibly fail, because of your drive and determination to get whatever it is that you want to get done completed, it makes it a lot easier for you to just take that risk on yourself. That's what made it easy for me to take that risk on myself. And I've been rewarded greatly. I have a great producer. And here he comes on the mic. I can hear him moving. Yeah. <laughs> I got a great producer. My man, Lewis Hafner, is in here. What's going on, Half? Miss you, buddy. Good to see you again. My wife says, happiness is waking up to you and Zane every morning. Oh, babe. Being able to play soccer during lunch because we mind our own business, and this is the life we currently live. I wouldn't change it for the world. We just keep growing. Happiness is working directly with God, the OG. You already know. You already know. Uh, that, that was a big thing to me, too, when my son was born. I'm like, man, I'm always too tired after I come home from work to spend, like, a whole bunch of time playing with him and stuff. And then another thing that bothered me is I only got, like, 21 days of, of baby leave. Like, 21 days to try to get to know your newborn isn't really that much time. And, like, that stuck with me as well. I was like, I don't want to go through that again with my, my second child. I was like, so I have to make a change. I have to... I'm being pushed in a different direction, obviously, for, for a reason. Obviously, I'm not happy for a reason. Because there's something else. I'm put on this earth for a different purpose. And so that's, that's why I'm so happy that you guys have tuned in. My cousin, Chris Phelps, is in here. What's going on, man? If y'all haven't listened to Saul to Paul, S-A-U-L, number two, P-A-U-L, take a listen to them, man. They've been doing their thing for a long time. My cousin Chris and uh, my cousin uh, Andrea and uh, some more people as well in that band, man. They've been doing their thing for a really long time, and uh, they're really talented. I remember, man, Chris... Man, I remember, uh, I remember your rap album when I was in, like, second grade, man. We were bumping that thing in the car, like, every single day. And you put my brother on it, too, and he did, like, a little voiceover on it. I remember that. Those, those were the days. My boy A.J. Dibble just joined in. My fellow Penguins fan, look, man, I haven't talked to you about it, but I'm really hurting. I'm really hurting that the Penguins got eliminated like that. Like, I'm really hurting about that. Like, I, I don't understand how they made such quick work of us, but they did that. They really did that. Shout out and, to the uh, Capitals. What'd you say? Shout out to the Capitals. Wow. 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 This ain't your mic time. All right? Well. All right, don't be throwing in no don't be throwing in no shout outs to the Capitals. Okay? My fault. You're uh reigning champion Capitals. My fault. They're not the reigning champions. The Blues are the reigning champions. You fool. Anyway, guys, Lewis Hapner said, hey, hey we, got a, we got a Knights fan in the comments section. Do you want to hurt his feelings? The loss was enough. <laughs> the loss was enough. Okay. <laughs> He's showing some mercy on you, Half. He's showing some mercy on you. Dibble says, honestly, I think COVID really was a big play with all the off time. Not, not to make excuses, but I think it played a big part. I agree. Um, Jerry Davis says... Atlanta Braves, look, man, 
Let me know when y'all are done recovering from that uh, NLDS game five. Okay. I don't think y'all are over that yet. Um, once y'all are over that and you guys are ready to come and try to take the crown from the Nationals, you let me know. You know what I'm saying? You let me know, and, and, and we, we, can, we can talk. We Hashtag, can talk about that. Uh, natitude. Yeah, natitude, boy. Uh, <laughs> hey, Le Lena says you're getting real disrespectful, Mighty Mouse. My bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She also made another comment. She said, God ain't small, so God's plans will never be small. Ain't that the truth? I keep preaching that this entire episode, man. I said, if your expectations are, are low, God will let you know. God will let you know. For real. For real. That's some real stuff. My expectations were low. They were low. And I kept trying to schedule meetings to try to take this contract, and it just wasn't happening. And God was like, no, you hard-headed idiot. You keep, you keep trying to go in this direction. Why do you keep trying to go in this direction? I'm clearly showing you that this isn't the direction that you're supposed to be going in. This isn't the direction you're supposed to be going in. I'm like, all right, all right, okay. Well, okay, if this deal doesn't go through, I'm okay with that. I'm letting you know I'm okay with that, God, okay? But I'm going to keep going after it because I'm not somebody who takes no for an answer. I'm very persistent. I keep going after my opportunities. But once you, once, if you put a different opportunity in my, in my way and you keep making this one not happen, I will get the message, okay? I'm not going to try to force this to happen. However, you know, I don't believe in giving up. You know what I mean? So I kept being persistent, but obviously my expectations are too low because I was supposed to be right here doing the I Am Morning Show Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. with my boy, Mighty Mouse Shore. Yeah. <laughs> Got some more comments. Got some more comments. Let's talk about how important it is for parents to be accepting of their children's talents and not shutting them down. Before I get to that, Tyler da Daughtery. Doherty, golly, I've always struggled pronouncing your name. Doherty, it's good to see you, buddy. It's good to see you. I see that beard that you got on your face, man. Get yourself a lineup, okay? All right? You're looking like a, a Viking. <laughs> Tron Christopher Porter Jr., my close friend since middle school, man. How you doing? It's good to see you again. Glad to see you in the comments section. Glad to see you tuning in, watching. What else we got? We also got Ballard Barty. I haven't given this man a shout out all episode. My bad, man. Ballard is like one of my closest, dearest friends that I will have for my entire life. That That's my boy right there. And uh, Jenny Ray. Jenny Ray, good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. High school friends. High school friends in the comment section. My mom just popped up. Says, good morning. I'm watching you on Facebook. Watch best thing in my TV this morning. You know. You know. You know why? You know why it's the best thing? Because this is the I Am Morning Show. You know what, Mighty Mouse? Mighty Mouse, you see this banner? You see this banner behind me? Yep. I'm about to make a new one with you on that side. How do you feel about that? Another one. Yeah. But we need them headshots, all right? We need them headshots. You my producer, though. It's my ride-or-die producer, Mighty Mouse, back there, making this show happen, fixing up the audio, fixing up the videos, all that type of stuff, playing the music. He is your DJ. This man does it all. He's a jack-of-all-trades. He doesn't like when I call him an expert. I don't know what that's all about. What's that all about, man? Why don't you like the expert tag? Because there's always somebody better. And I just work hard. You know what? There's nobody better for this show. How about that? Bars. Yeah. So, uh, yes. 
Let's talk about how important it is for parents to be accepting of their children's talents and not shutting them down. All right, so everybody that I'm talking to, everybody, like my friends and, and all this, all, the, all these people, you know, we're old enough now where if you're not a parent yet, you probably will be one within the next 10 years. Let, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how important it is to, like, really identify what your kids' passions are at a young age and really start accepting them for what they are. It's so important, man. Like, kids, kids need that free expression. You have no idea. If you're shutting your kid down when they're trying to express themselves freely, you have no idea what you could be hindering. You have no idea what, what life-changing things you could be hindering. There, there are more than one way. There's more than one way to reach uh, success and security, right? Now, the American way has always been go to college, get your four-year degree, come out, get a job, right? But how, how well has that been working out for people lately? Especially in this economy and in this, uh, the, we, we live in a capitalist country, right? The system is set up to where the rich get richer and the poor stay poor, right? So when, when you're convincing 18-year-old kids to, to go into hundreds of thousands of dollars in school debt, what is that really doing for them? Because they come out and they, they have this four-year degree. They did all this homework, stressed all these long nights, spent time away from their family, you know, lost sleep, hands cramping from writing papers and typing up reports, all to come out and get a job that only pays them like $12 an hour. Not even enough to pay off their school loans, barely enough to be able to afford a place to live. Like, there's more than one way to make it and be successful. We have to start understanding that. We really have to start understanding that. My boy uh, Ronaldo Infante just joined, and Infante, a.k.a. Kawhi Leonard. If you guys go to this man's page, tell me this man does not look just like Kawhi Leonard. Go ahead and lie. He looks just like Kawhi Leonard in the face. He is a light-skinned Kawhi Leonard without the cornrows. Just look. Just go look. Just watch him smile. He didn't think I was going to bring that up. I'm going to bring that up. I'm going to bring that up. Absolutely. Uh, Q. Q just joined. Look, y'all, we've been playing this man's music for these past two days. The Green Tea Project. It's been raising our vibrations. It's been raising mine. I hope it's been raising yours. Y'all got to go download it. Y'all got to go stream it on Tidal, on Spotify, or go buy it on Amazon Music, or wherever it's sold. Go to thisguyq.com as well. I believe my wife left the uh, link in the comments below, and I... I I just want you guys to really understand how amazing this dude is and tell him how amazing this dude is because his music is unbelievable. Like, I was sitting in the studio with him and my wife and my son last week, and he was just playing his music, and I was like, hey, man, look, I need that for my show. Can, can I have that? He was like, yeah, here. And I'm like, yes. That's the, that's the type of high-frequency vibration music that I need. It gives you those Janae Aiko vibes. It really does. It really does. So... Look up the Green Tea Project on your favorite streaming uh, platforms. Look up the Green Tea Project. Listen to that thing. It's unbelievable. Got some more comments here. Uh, wifey says, honestly, even some parents have big dreams for their kids, but their kids find it too much pressure and just want to be laid back. See, the problem is a lot of parents, they have big dreams for their kids, but if it's not what your kid wants, then it doesn't matter. Your kid's not going to want to do that. Like, you can have dreams for your kid to be, like, one of the biggest artists 
in the world, you know, be able to express themselves freely and all that stuff. Sometimes a kid just doesn't want that. Sometimes a kid wants a regular job. You could want your kid to be a football player, but the kid's like, no, I kind of want to be a firefighter and save lives. Accept that. Accept it. Accept whatever makes them happy. That's what the important part is. Accept whatever makes them happy and encourage it. Help them get there. Show them what it's going to take to get there. So say they want to be a firefighter. Okay, look, kid, you're going to have to get into shape. You're going to have to get into shape. You're going to have to be pretty strong to lift a lot of people out of a burning building. And you're going to have to be brave. What can I do to help you do that? Take that approach. You don't have to say, but I want you to be rich and successful. No, man. Sometimes kids just don't want that. That's a lot of pressure, man. Seriously. It's a lot of pressure. Jenny Ray says, honestly, I'm only going to school because the VA is paying for it. Otherwise, I would find another way to reach my dream. But Jenny, you're in a different situation, so I encourage you to go after it. Like, you're military. You know what I'm saying? If the college is free, go for it, right? Because you're not going to end up in debt because you were chasing your, your degree. You know what I mean? It, it comes with your enlistment. You've earned that, you know, the day that you sworn in. So you definitely go for it. Go for it. I encourage that. Um, and I, I know you've been doing an amazing job uh, in the military as well. My boy, D. Chill, Lante Glover. What's up, man? What's up, big bro? What's up, big bro? I'm glad you finally in here. You get to check out the show. Uh, I've known this man since I was in, like, seventh grade. <laughs> That's crazy. It's been a long time. What's going on with you, man? Uh, Lena says, you cannot live vicariously through your kid. Their life is theirs. Absolutely. Absolutely. And with that being said, I feel like a lot of adults, a lot of parents do live vicariously through their kids, but only because they feel like it's too late to chase their own dreams. Right? It's never too late to chase your own dreams. And I mean that. It's never too late to chase your own dreams. Somebody put that on Facebook. Somebody put that in a tweet. It is never too late to chase your own dreams. You don't have to live vicariously through anybody. It's never too late. It's never too late to chase your own dreams. What was that? What did you say, Mighty Mouse? You said put it in a tweet or a chat. Put that in a tweet. Put that on a Facebook post. Put that on an Instagram post. But make sure y'all tag the I Am Morning Show, for real. Make sure y'all tag that. Um, it's never too late. It's never too late to chase your dreams. Don't live vicariously through anyone else. Chase your own dreams. I don't care if you're 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. As long as you're breathing, you can go after something that you want to go after. Find your passion. Go after it. Don't live vicariously through anybody else. Um, let's talk about how sometimes going to school can help you find your tribe. Absolutely. I found mine. When I went to school at PG, uh, I, ended up finding, I ended up finding my tribe. I found, I found Justin and Brendan and Mike Stanley, and, uh, and, and Stephanie Lindo, who uh, just got married recently, changed her last name, God bless her. Um, I met a lot of great people at PG. And obviously that stuff is really paying off for me now because as soon as I got home, they were hitting me up trying to get me paid, you know? Like that's the type of, that's the type of people you want in your life, that, that circle, that network right there. So yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when you go to school, if you're going to school for something that you love, right, you're going to find like-minded people who love it as well, and you guys are going to, you know, build a circle together. And, um, and, and like my wife said, you will find, like, your tribe, right? And your tribe is basically a group of like-minded people who support each other. That's basically what your tribe is. Um, so find, definitely find your tribe. Find your tribe. You, you can call it your circle, your tribe, anything you want to. Find, find that. 
find that. And there, there's, you know, you don't have to go to school to do that, but, you know, great point. You can go to school and find your tribe for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Positively. Um, but going back to what I was saying earlier, you know, I've, I've definitely been um, extremely rewarded for, uh, you know, just sticking with my gut and chasing my dreams. Um, and now I'm in a situation where uh, things, things have just been falling into place ever since I got home. I keep telling my wife, man, I'm like, I'm like, babe, you know I haven't had to look for a single opportunity, right? All these opportunities have been falling into my lap or somebody else is finding them for me. And that's how you know it's meant to be. That's how you know alignment is truly in your favor when you're not even like struggling to look for the opportunities. They just keep finding you. Like that's, that's, a, that's a pretty amazing feeling because if you have to try to force something, a lot of times it's probably not for you. Like I had to look for that opportunity uh, that I was going after before. I had to actually look for that and pursue that. I didn't have to look for any of this or pursue this. It came to me because of all the work that I put in previously and all the work that I continued to put in and the drive and determination that I showed in, uh, in doing something that I love to do every single day. Because I did that, all of a sudden, things started coming to me that weren't coming to me before while I was in the military, not chasing my passion. So God will always make sure that you're taken care of as long as you're going after your purpose. People are scared to go after their purpose because they don't feel like they'll be financially secure. Or they feel like people will judge them based off of what they're doing. Right? Those are the two main factors, public opinion and financial security. Those two things are some of the biggest uh, you know, hindrances to people actually chasing after their, their passion and their purpose. Oh man, am I gonna get paid enough for this? Is, is this enough to pay my bills? I got kids, you know, stuff like that, right? And then you also have uh, situations where, and David Hassel just joined, one of my best friends. What's good, David? David Hasselhoff. Um, the other thing is public opinion, right? If I go out and I do this, if I put this music out, or if I, if I chase after this goal, what will my family think? Or what will the audience think? And I've caught myself having those thoughts before where I'm like, man, if I get on here and I really just start, you know, talking my stuff and really start saying what needs to be said, like, are people actually going to, like, hate me for it? Like, should I be worried about that? And then I'm like, no, I shouldn't be worried about that because if they're on my frequency, they'll, they'll understand. I'll attract, I'll attract my tribe. You know, I said that yesterday. I was like, man, the confidence that I display, the, conf the confidence that I outwardly display at times can probably be taken as arrogance. A lot of people would take it as arrogance because I'm so bold and confident in saying that I deserve to be exactly where I am right now. I've earned all of this. And this is only getting bigger. If, 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 I, if I look right into this camera right now and I say, with, with eight people in my live stream, right? If I look into this camera and say that within a year, that number is going to say one million, people will look at me like I'm crazy. But guess what? Guess who doesn't care? This guy. I don't care. I don't care what anybody else thinks about what I'm trying to accomplish here. You can't stop this. This can't be stopped. 
This is a constantly growing thing. You know why? Because I'm on the path of my life's purpose. It has no choice but to grow. There's people out there who need this information that I'm giving out. There's people out there that need these conversations that I'm having. Like, this is important stuff. There's nothing anybody can do to stop any of this. They can try, but they won't succeed. They'll only end up hurting themselves. I have had people already try to sabotage me or try to make things harder for me. You're only hurting yourself, and you don't want to make an enemy out of me. If I really, if, 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 if you want me as your competition, that's, 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 not, that's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. Straight up. It's not a good idea to try to make an enemy out of me because I'm on a life purpose given to me by God himself that has no choice but to reach the next level. It has no choice but to get as big as I want it to get. Now, I have plenty of goals in mind, like I said yesterday, that I don't share because I don't want people putting negative energy into what I'm doing. But I will share this one. In a year's time, you will look at that live stream number and it will say one million. Believe it or not, it's happening. It's already happening. It's already in the process. It's already in the process. And you know what? I just heard something. I'm thinking too small. I'm thinking too small again. One, one million is, is too small of a number. See, Lena, you, you, you said something earlier. You said something earlier that stuck with me, right? You said something earlier. You were like, you're like, God's, God is too big to have a small vision. You can't have a small vision, right, and be completely supported by God. You got to have a bigger vision. You got to have a vision as big as he is, right? My mom says, say a lot for the people in the back so they can hear you, son. Of course, of course. Like, my vision is too big for a lot of people to understand. So, like, they'll come onto this live stream. They'll see me talking, right, and they'll think, man, who is this guy? Who's this arrogant guy? Who does he think he is? He has nine people in his live stream right now. Guess what? These nine people in the live stream right now needed to be in this live stream. Why? Because you guys, every single last one of you, are a part of the start of something bigger than all of us. This is a movement. If you guys have seen my post lately, I've, I've said hashtag join the movement. And it's, it's a picture of the, uh, the I am flag. That's because... As a nation, as a generation, as a world, we need to start learning the power in the words, I am. I am the host of the I Am Morning Show. I am the host of the biggest show in the DMV. I am the host of the biggest show in the country. I am the host of the biggest show in the world. And you can see the seriousness in my eyes when I say these things to you because I believe them myself. I believe that they're already a thing. I act as if, right? Because I've been chasing my dream for this long I ain't going to stop now. And there's nothing anybody can do to stop me. Period. period. Say, say, say it again, Mighty Mouth. Say it again. Point blank, period. Period. Nobody can do anything to stop this. This, this, is, this, is, already, this is already a predetermined outcome. This, this is like, Mighty Mouth, this is like wrestling, man. This is like John Cena versus anybody. You already know who's going to win. John Cena versus the Nexus. John Cena ain't losing. <laughs> no worries, LeVar Ball. Never lost. Never lost. Undefeated. Still undefeated. Always will be undefeated. No matter if I stumble, no matter how many hurdles I trip over, I always get back up and I always keep going. 
But guess what? I always show plenty of love along the way. So for all of you guys that are watching right now, just know that I got a lot of appreciation for all of you because you all are supporting me from the ground up. And I'll always show love to all of you. I, I don't forget who supported me from the beginning, and I don't forget whose energy switched up on me. I never forget that either. I never forget the energy that switched up. And, and if the shoe fits, you know I'm talking about you. If the shoe doesn't fit, then I'm not talking about you. I've had problems with, uh, with, with family members in the past. Fortunately, all that's been squashed. All that's been squashed, and now we support each other fully. So those aren't the people that I'm talking about either. What I'm speaking on is something completely different. I'm speaking on, if, if you guys have been in situations where you've given a lot to somebody, right? You, uh, you give a lot to supporting their dream, right? But then as soon as you have something take off, as soon as you start chasing your dreams, their energy switches up a little bit, right? Pay attention to that. Remember that. Remember that just as much as you remember the ones who stayed down with you from day one. Well, technically, this is day two, right? This is day two. Day two. But remember those who stuck down, who stayed down with you since it all started. And also remember those who switched up on you. Mighty Mouse, we got the music break, break uh, queued up? Yep. All right. In like two minutes, and then we can go into that. But that, that's a serious thing, man. That's a serious thing. Pay attention to that energy stuff, man. Pay attention to that. Because what, what you'll start to notice is that the more that you glow up, and, and you know what? People say this all the time, Mighty Mouse, but until you like actually experience it, you can't really understand like what that actually feels like. When, when you actually start glowing up, like people will switch up on you because they'll feel challenged and they'll feel insecure and they'll feel like you're leaving them behind. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to that. Fortunately for me, it's been a very small number of people who have done that to me, but I'm paying attention to you. I see you. But too bad. I'm chasing my dreams, and you're too busy looking at me to chase your own. Mighty Mouse, I can't keep dropping this hot fire without a break. Let me get a music break, man. This is the I Am Morning Show. Keep it locked. In 1990, Washington, D.C. saw more than 470 homicides, earning it the label murder capital of the U.S. Shit, there you go right there. Hey, listen.
When y'all pull over to the side, I'm going to go in here and rush this dude. When y'all see me rushing, y'all rush in about 30 seconds. Give me about 30 seconds and rush the door. He ain't going to know what hit him. What's up with you, man? How you feel, dude? What's going on with you, man? Man, man, man. I got to tell you about this meeting, my nigga. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, I go. don't know yet. I'm trying to see. I went and talked to the diamonds the other day, man. No man, it's been only funny. Man, man. I can't, I can't really say, uh -huh. but I got a funny feeling that these dudes are feeling that meeting. So, sure. y'all already know what it is. Wait for Black to get in there. Get the signal. Run up in the junk. Snatch this nigga up. Get this bread. Spaz out. Just let me hey, out. Yo. Get this nigga this money, man. Else he gonna kill you. I don't got no. I'm, I'm gonna take you to some money. Just let me out. Right, get your ass up. Man. Come on. Get me up, Let's man. Go. Just get me up. I'm gonna take you to some money, man. Today is September 15th. 365 days from today I will be separated from the United States military what does that mean for me well today's topic is should we choose a career based off of money or should we follow the dreams that that we've set since we were little since you know since we've learned how to dream like those those dreams that people tell us oh that's not a safe option you should probably get a real job right Let's talk about it, man, because I think a lot of you are in the same predicament that I'm in right now. So a lot of you are maybe in the military thinking about re-enlisting. A lot of you are maybe uh, in the real world and you got this real wild idea, right? But you love your nine to five job because it's steady income.
Yo, 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 welcome back. Welcome back to the I Am Morning Show here at You Broadcast Media every morning from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. I'm your host, Alfonso McCree Jr., if you don't know. I'm assuming everybody in the entire comment section already knows who I am. But um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is, of course, day two of the I Am Morning Show with me and my producer, my boy Mighty Mouse. We are uh, we're making great things happen here on the I Am Morning Show, covering some great topics, hiring your vibrations, filling your life with some positivity and some great direction. Um, now, I was speaking on my rewards that I got from this uh, Chase in my dreams thing, and you know, one of the things I forgot is that I really got a it, it's it's a great feeling when you really get that sense of like fulfilled purpose, like that. That is an amazing feeling that I had never felt before. Like, I think that's the best reward of it all. Like, feeling like you are on the right path and you're, you're excited about it every single day. I, I can't remember a time where I've been excited about life, excuse me, every single day. Just excited. Like, what is that? Just I, I can't I can't really identify it because it's something that I've I've never I've never felt before in my entire life. Like just feeling a profound sense of enjoyment about what I'm doing. I don't know. I'm I'm just super grateful for it. Um I really appreciate my wife being along for the ride. Uh my boy Ogu being along for the ride. Um of course, like I said earlier, my grandmother supporting me, investing in me. You know, give me pretty much everything that I needed to to make all this type of stuff happen. Um, Denzel for giving me the opportunity. Like this, this is a great feeling when you when you truly find your purpose. No matter what it is, no matter what it is, you don't have to be on TV or a big star, famous to find your purpose. Sometimes your purpose is to just maybe help foster care children, or maybe you want to volunteer at a senior citizen's home and provide a place where they aren't abused, you know? Like maybe, I don't know, maybe you want to fly planes for a living and you feel like that's your purpose, to get people from A to Z. You feel like, feel like every time you step into that plane, you're helping the world, you know, keep moving because you're taking people where they need to go. Like find that true happiness Find that passion, find that purpose. It is such an amazing feeling. It's unbelievable. It really is. It really is unbelievable. Um, let me see. I, I actually got some questions earlier. Let's take a look at them real quick. Give me one second. Okay. Um, so what about those of us who want corporate jobs that we love? Again, again, happiness doesn't mean not working for anybody. It just means that if you don't want to work for anybody, then you shouldn't. But if you don't mind working for somebody and you want like one of those corporate jobs and you like want to work your way up a corporate ladder, go for it, man. I support you guys. Whatever it is that you want to do that makes you happy. It doesn't matter to me. As long as you guys are feeling fulfilled every day, like as a friend, I would support that. I would support that 100%. Um, how can I manifest my dream job? So to manifest your dream job, um, you just do it like you do any other type of manifestation that you're going to do. So you have to act as if. Um, a, a lot of times when 
people like pray for things or they try to manifest things or meditate, whatever it is that you do, a lot of times they they wish for it, right? Like, oh, can I can can you please give me my my dream job, God? Can you please make this happen? Start instead speaking in the present tense. Speak in the present tense. What does that mean? Instead of saying, you know, you're getting on your knees praying, God, can I please get this uh, this dream job? Can I, can you please get me this promotion? No, say thank you, God, for getting me this this job. Thank you, God, for this promotion. Thank you, God, for for this higher uh, for for this raise. Thank you, God, for these better coworkers. Start start speaking it as if it's already a thing, and watch. Speak it every day, every day. Speak it. Write it down. Write down. I'm grateful for the raise that I received in the upwards of five thousand more dollars per month. Write it down every single day. Now it might not come in the way that you think, and that's what I was talking about earlier. When you have a plan, it never really tends to work out. So instead, instead. Write what you want to happen. You could have a situation, right, where you're working at maybe a convenience store or something. That's the only job you could find, but you're, you're working at the convenience store. And you're like, thank you. Thank you, God, for my raise in the upwards of $5,000 more a month. Watch the universe end up finding you a different job that pays you $5,000 more than that convenience store job did. See, you're, you're, you're thinking, oh yeah, somehow, some way, this convenience store is going to pay me $5,000 more a month. No. Throw your plans out the window. They never work out. What you need to do is have an open mind to the possibilities. Be as specific as possible. So if you, if you want something specific, like if you want $5,000 extra at that job, write that you want $5,000 extra at that job. right? And something crazy could happen, but you really have to believe it as well. You have to believe that it can happen, because if you don't believe that it can happen, it's not going to happen. So a lot of you probably, if you were working at a convenience store, you, you're not going to believe that there's any way that you can make $5,000 a month. It would be very hard for you to believe it. Right, so it's going to have a lot of trouble coming true, because you don't believe it. So you're putting in energy into it that's negative, that's, can, that's keeping it from happening. Like, you have to, you have to set... Quote, unquote, realistic expectations for yourself. Now, what does realistic mean? It just means that you can believe it. Not that anybody else can believe it. So that's the world's form of the word realistic, that everybody can believe that is possible, right? That's what realistic means uh, in the world sense. But what does realistic mean to an individual? Realistic means to an individual that you can believe it. That's it. As long as you can believe it, you're good. What's realistic to me with the I Am Morning Show? 10 million viewers per episode, every single day. Even that's too small. Even that's too small. But I'm comfortable with that number because I can believe it, right? I would, I would struggle saying one billion followers, like one billion viewers. Like I don't wanna put negative energy into my manifestation, right? So you can also take your manifestations like one step at a time. So one, one thing that, that I could do, for example, is like start manifesting it in like steps. Like I could start manifesting a thousand, a thousand viewers, and I could really, really believe it, you know. And then once I get that a thousand, I'm like, wow, I just got a thousand. Okay, let me start manifesting ten thousand. Then when I get that ten thousand, I really, really believe it. I really, really believe it because it just happened. So I'm believing more and more because I'm taking constant steps up the ladder, right? And then next, I'm like, 
let's go for a hundred thousand. And I'm really believing it because I just saw my my shell go from a thousand to ten thousand. So why can't it go to to a hundred thousand? And then you keep going up and up and up and up and up. But you have to give yourself something that you can actually believe, so you're putting nothing but positive energy into it. That's really important. Next, what if I want a business that is just like someone's? Just like a business someone else has. What if the world already has enough shops like mine? Um, I've taken a few business classes, entrepreneurship classes, um, boost to business. Anybody who's in the military will be familiar with that. What you have to do when you're starting a business, they, they give you two steps. Identify a problem that the world has and come up with a solution. Right? So there could be, there could be like a, 10, 10 hairdressers, you know, on one block, right? But what ends up happening is when you, have, when you have 10 hairdressers on one block, if you're that one hairdresser that actually provides maybe plant-based products or natural products, you know, you then distinguish yourself from everybody else. Or maybe you're that one hairdresser on the block that actually does um, black women's hair really well. And none of the other ones do. You just came up with a solution to the problem that all the other hairdressers had. Boom, you're in there. Like you, you just have to identify a problem and come up with, with a solution. That's what I've done with my business plans that I'll be putting into place in the next five years. I've identified a problem and I've come up with the solution. Simple. Um, and another thing is, it, it, it really doesn't matter how many like businesses there are. It matters about the execution. How many fast food joints are there in the country? Right? There's plenty of them to choose from, but each one of them executes their food in a different way. Because all of them, pretty much all of them serve burgers except Chick-fil-A, right? But all of them execute their stuff in a different way. They might have different ingredients, so they might uh, make their burgers look a little bit different or thicker or slimmer or anything. But at the end of the day, they're all burger fast food joints. But it doesn't matter that much because they've all distinguished themselves in some way, shape, or form. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Go back to this live stream. But yeah, that like that's that's seriously really important. Like You have to when you're starting a business, distinguish yourself from your competition, right? Because execution is the biggest word when it comes, when it comes to business. There's plenty of talk shows. There's plenty of talk shows uh, that come on in the morning. What's going to make you want to come watch mine? I had to, when I was putting together this plan, I had to distinguish what would uh, make mine different from everybody else's. I found one of the biggest things is that I only report good news. I only report good news on this uh, I Am Morning Show. And we start off with that. That's the first thing we cover um, after, after the uh, intro video. We cover the good news of the day. That's the first thing. Um, that, that's what distinguishes me from everybody else. I don't cover the Hollywood drama. right? I don't cover the, the, uh, the bad news from the coronavirus or or um, the bad news from the Beirut explosion, and you know, I, I don't cover that stuff. Why? Because I don't need to. You can find that anywhere. I don't. You don't need me to tell you that. You probably already saw that on on Fox Five or NBC, or 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 on Facebook, honestly. But where else? 
Where else did you actually hear that tiger populations in six different countries have been on the rise? When did you, where else did you hear that penguin colonies are on the rise in Antarctica? Where else did you hear that Homeboy Industries, a gang rehabilitation program, just received a $2.5 million unrestricted grant? This is the type of stuff that I offer you. This is the type of stuff that distinguishes me from my competition, because there's plenty of competition out there. There's more established names than me out there. But guess what? Guess who doesn't care? This guy. You can't stop this. This is a process that you just can't stop. This is a process that, that has no choice but to reach its ultimate form, and nothing anybody can do to stop it. There's nothing anybody can do to stop it. So once you find that, that problem that the world has, which I found, the world needs a morning show that starts them off with high vibrations and great news. I gave that solution. That's what has distinguished me from everybody else. That is why I'm able to do a morning show, even though there's plenty of other people doing a morning show. And plenty of other people who have like easier access to people, too, because they're on the radio, right? You can listen to them on the way uh, to wherever you're going in your car. But here's the thing. I could use that as an excuse and be like, okay, well, that being said, I've already lost. Like, there's no point in me continuing to do this, this morning show because my competition is already too established. But new stuff pops up all the time and kicks off. New artists pop up and start putting their music out on public platforms, and they, they pop off all the time. Even though there's plenty of rappers New rappers come up all the time because they're offering something different. And the ones who don't offer something different, they fall to the wayside. But the ones who do offer something different, they embrace their individuality. They try to offer the world something different. Those are the ones who succeed. That's why I'm succeeding. It's very simple. It's very simple. One second, everybody. It is 10.43. It is 10.43. We've got about seven minutes left until... Our last music break um, and me closing out the show. Um, but I wanted to elaborate a little bit more on, on the whole parents situation that we were talking about earlier where you can't live vicariously through your kids. Um, like I said, a lot of parents do it because they feel like they're too old or they miss their window. Now, of course, there's some situations where, yes, you have missed your window. If you're 50 years old and you have a son and you want him to be a football player, obviously you're going to have to live vicariously through him because you're too old to get into the NFL at that point. Okay, but that, that, is a, that is a very rare situation where you're too old to go after something, right? I've seen like 70, 80-year-olds get into their first acting job for the first time. They didn't say, oh, yeah, I'm going to push my grandchild or my child into acting instead. No, they were like, this is my dream. I'm going to go do it. So you go do it. Go after your dream, man. Go after your dream. My mom uh, sent me a text. She said I should make a, she said I should make a magnet um, for, like, the I am flag. I'll make sure that happens. I'll do that. I got you. All right. We got to cut a little bit early. My wonderful producer, Mighty Mouse, has, a, uh, has something that he has to take care of, unfortunately. Mighty Mouse, we're going to miss you, man. We're really going to miss you. Like, I, 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 w I wish you could just stay until 11. But 
That's all right. This has been day two of the I Am Morning Show. Uh, we're going to cut out with a little bit of, a little bit of music from uh, Q, the Green Tea Project. Um, one more plug before we head on out here. Make sure you guys go to thegreenteaproject.com, for real. Like, listen to this music. It's high vibrational. Q has, like, hundreds of songs that he hasn't even released yet that sound just as good as the ones on this album. So t- take some time. Listen to it. If you, like I said, if you're a Janae Aiko fan, you'll like this music too because it gives you those same vibes. It's high, high, uh, high frequency instrumentals and high frequency lyrics as well. So like, just take a listen to it, man. Enjoy that. It's, it's, a, it's a really, really good album. We've been playing it um, throughout this entire show, and we're going to play it one more time as we uh, head on out of here. But until tomorrow, to, actually, real quick, Mighty Mouse, you know what tomorrow's topic is? Some people don't really want to talk about a lot. It's shadow work. And if you don't know what shadow work is, tune in tomorrow for the I Am Morning Show. Until then, peace, love, and light. I will see you guys tomorrow. This is the I Am Morning Show, and we'll see you tomorrow.